This is what we binge with uh, Raf. Mike. This is Mike. And uh, yeah, Mike is talking to his mic. Where, ah, and, my, uh, my blue mic. About, uh, yeah, my, yeah, I also have a blue mic. Product yeah. placement. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, the, Zip recruiter. The, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> If only, okay, if only uh, we're talking about the man who killed Don Quixote uh, movie. How long movie. in the making? How long? Twenty-eight years in the making. Twenty-eight years, and uh, this episode uh, is actually, yeah, this episode is coming out on a Tuesday. But on the day we're recording, I think this is the second anniversary of it. Like, I think it was released yeah. on May fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yes, uh, it was believe, one of the last yes. movies released in theaters before everything shut down. Yeah, yeah and it's actually trending in on uh, on Hulu apparently. Wait, is it trending uh, because like is, you looked it up, or because maybe, like people maybe, are like maybe because yeah. we've been talking about it, and then Hulu's like, "Hey, he wants to look at this," yeah. and uh, <laughs> they monitor everything. So, uh, like, I think originally. It was supposed to be starring Johnny Depp and some French actor called Jean Rochefort. Yeah. And uh, Johnny Depp's partner at the time or wife, I'm not sure if they were married, but they had a kid together, like Vanessa Paradis. Yeah. Uh, she was supposed to play the, the love interest uh, in the movie. But this was 28 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that was a fiasco, which uh, they made a documentary out, out of it. Yeah, dude, even the releases were like all over the place because it was re- yeah. okay, it was actually released in the United States according to Wikipedia April 10th, 2019. But mm-hmm. in other countries, it was released in like yeah. 2018. May 19th, 2018 was the first yeah. release date in France. So, like, everything about this movie was like from the releasing to the marketing, it, it just like it was yeah. all over the place, but there was yeah. a reason for it. Yeah, this was the passion project of one of the original uh, Pythons, like Monty Python, mm-hmm. Flying Circus, the guy who did all the crazy animations, yeah. uh, Terry Gilliam, the only American in the group. He's American? Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, he's American, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, he he was the only American, uh, was the only American Python, I mean, or that Python name, I if you're from the UK. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with that name, uh, I would have thought, yeah. like, otherwise, Gilliam. Yeah. yeah. So actually, the this version that came out 28 years after the fiasco that happened stars stars uh, Adam Driver and uh, Jonathan Price, who you may know from Game of Thrones and uh, uh, Two Popes, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he plays the Don Quixote. But it, it's it's a really cool movie in terms of like it always plays with your expectations. Like you don't know what the hell is going on most yeah. of the time if it's real or not. It's and, like yeah. it's like a classier version of like Bowfinger, or like what are, what are those other like trying to make a movie movies? Yeah, it's a movie within a movie about trying to within make another movie. movie within a commercial. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like there's a commercial that starts off the whole thing. So like you see, there are like two. I guess there are like three different versions of Don Quixote in this. There's like the commercial version, the version yeah. in that student film, and then the yeah. version who thinks that he's actually Don Quixote, but he's a crazy yeah. guy. And he's just like a shoemaker, school. basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two of those versions were played by Jonathan Price, but but it's just like, uh, I don't know. I, I, 
you know, working in advertising, I thought it was really funny, just that start of having that scene of like, yeah, cut, okay, we cut that, you know, scene, we, you know, has this whole storyboard at the back, and then just like crosses out, yeah, we did that, go to the next one, doesn't give a shit, doesn't care, has has no passion for this project, so Adam Driver (laughs) is this um, commercial movie director, I guess, who sold out, I'm guessing, I don't know. Yeah, they, 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 they refer a lot back to like, how he was like like how he got to where he was because like yeah don quixote was supposed to be like a student film it was a student mm-hmm. film he made but it was his dream to i guess like make it bigger or yeah. to do another version of it but yeah, it was so. like his student film before he became hired for like commercial and stuff yeah and now like he's he's essentially repeating himself and using the same theme right for this commercial that he's doing for some I think Japanese energy company in Spain yeah. <laughs> or something. So yeah, uh, yeah I, because like the whole concept is about, I guess the, the uh, windmills, right? So getting yeah. those new uh, uh, like energy sources and it's just like Don Quixote charging against a, a windmill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, so yeah, I, the whole story hinges on this original movie that he made, like this original student film and the impact that he had on the lives of all the people who participated in it, like 10 years prior to when the movie starts. So the guy who played Don Quixote back then still believes he's Don Quixote. Yeah. Uh, or like bought into the the myth and thought like, I'd rather live like a hero yeah. than be a nobody, right? And then right. Uh, the uh, girl who plays Dulcinea, like the 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 perfection, the perfect woman to, for Don Quixote yeah. uh, is this, uh, uh, like she decided to chase her dream of being an actress and which doesn't play out positively for her. Yeah. Uh, and then she essentially, apparently, according to her dad, becomes a, a prostitute, and uh, <laughs> or I yeah, guess an escort, an escort, escort, an escort. Unquote, yeah. escort. Yeah. yeah, quote unquote escort. And uh, what's funny is that, uh, yeah, it always plays with your expectations, right? So like you don't know whether you're what what's really happening. There are scenes where he's in, uh, he's like he's lost in the middle of the spanish like, the like desert right? you know desert yeah. and uh like in mortal combat no i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> 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 let's not talk about that movie ever again <laughs> except in hushed K-Nan. tones and whispers uh but <laughs> with kaino but uh wouldn't it be funny if kaino just showed up on nowhere i think that would have been on brand for this movie maybe. i know I, 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 I can see the guy who played Kano for some reason fitting into this movie basically yeah. as the same character, but he's not Kano. He's like, I don't know, Johnny the third or whatever the fuck their name yeah. would be. Jose the I third. Know. I don't know. Yeah. Jose number three. Jose uh, number three. <laughs> numero tres. Numero, Jose numero tres. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Shout out, shout out to my favorite Miami uh, radio station. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm annoying. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> that was amazing. No, like, I, I yeah, I, I fucking listened to that radio when I when I was in Miami uh, a couple I'm, years ago. I actually listen to Spanish music a lot more now. <clears throat> I don't know, like it just shows up. It's very calming. It's, it's very all calming, the, but makes you need to like, yeah, ah. you know, get 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 that, you know, get that reggaeton, you know, and cumbia, all those things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, yes. Uh, what yes, is it? Trap that, Corridos. Yeah. That's like the new genre out. That's like 
kind oh, of mariachi God, kind of there's like <laughs> there, there's like new genres coming out it's like here we'll go back to we'll go back to that later don quixote don quixote so um where was i yeah so i mean there's a moment where they're kind they i know there's a moment where the cops like adam driver gets stopped by the cops because he has to answer for sending fire to have a village or something or they have they have some questions because like uh or should i start with how he finds jonathan jonathan price's character because he goes back to relive all these memories and then he's like hey is the actress still alive i said ah Don Quixote lives, you know. <laughs> it's like, okay, what what does that mean? So, like, there's this m- miniature museum where uh, the guy, you know, the old shoemaker, still it, he's like, it, it kind of reminded me of like, uh, you know, that Disney thing, like it's a small world after, like, yeah. what was that called? Can't remember. Um, you know, it's like animatronic <laughs> thing. You think it's like a robot, but it turns out to be the actual guy who's repeating his lines. Yeah. <laughs> from Don Quixote and uh, like while, and then he thinks that Adam Driver is, is Sancho Panza. It's like, Oh, Sancho, Sancho. you have come to save me from the witch, you know? I actually, I actually listened to Santeria after this movie. Cause I finally know where Sancho comes from. Sancho. It's like yeah. a old Don Quixote thing. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, he, he was, no he was the, right? his, yeah. He, uh, what? Santeria? The uh, sublime I, song. I don't practice. Uh, no. Yeah. I know Santeria, the 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 thing. I, I don't know the song though, but uh, yeah. uh, I, uh, but uh, yeah. So the this old woman you who takes care of the museum, it seems like she she's got him in a prison or something, right? Right. <laughs> it feels super weird, but I think it's just to keep him safe, I guess, because he's just some crazy dude who thinks he's Don Quixote, but uh, <laughs> and get some extra coin. But um, yeah, so like when uh, Don Quixote sees Adam Driver's, uh, you know, he thinks he, he's Sancho Panza. It's like, you must save me. And when he escapes, he sets fire to some, uh, I think, carriage or something. And the horse that's attached to the carriage freaks out yeah. and just runs into the town and sets fire to the town. Yeah. And then uh, like, this is just like, you know, the butterfly effect, like on film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like throughout the whole movie whatever no, happens like, there, there was a cutoff point on. there was a cutoff point where it, it became hard to follow like yeah. what yeah. time period what is in is it fucked up yeah. like i thought he actually got transported back in time until that one girl like yeah, pulled out a cell phone yeah. and i was like oh <laughs> it's like it, it it's like straight forward straight forward straight forward and, and the desert is almost like the cutoff point Mm-hmm. Or actually, a little bit before that, <laughs> it was just like you don't know what time like period. After, it is. after, after he after. gets saved by, uh, after Adam Driver gets saved by Don Quixote from the cops, and one cop shoots the other by accident, like yeah. <laughs> they just run off. <laughs> and after, I guess after that, uh, yeah, it sort of feels like there are moments where they they find a house that's full of uh, refugees or something. And uh, but you don't know the refugees at first. He thinks like he's been kidnapped by ISIS. Yeah, and that's how you realize refugees. okay, we're in modern day. Time. <laughs> yeah, and then like, okay, this is modern day time. And then like Adam Driver just freaks out, and uh, and then like it turns out that they were just like uh, I guess like refugees, but they're undocumented, so they're hiding in this place in the middle of nowhere. So when they yeah. call the cops or something, like he didn't know he thought that he was calling the cops on criminals or something, but they're yeah. just people <laughs> who are trying to, you know, survive. And and uh but but uh I don't know. It's just like 
everything that happens is just like th- leads to the next like what the fuck moment yeah. and and uh there are moments where the cops kind of turn into I, I don't know like that was a weird moment because it seemed like the cops or someone became a like spanish knights mm-hmm. or the cops turned into spanish knights at that point yeah or and, some of the time, like, are you seeing it like he's hallucinating or we're seeing it through Don Quixote's eyes? Yeah, he or... did. He did hallucinate at one point, yeah. right? Like, it's not just me because yeah. he ended up in a pit. And um, mm-hmm. that's where, like, he saw, what, what's her name, the escort. So, yeah, Angelica. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it turns out that she's married to some guy who actually shows up. I, I saw the beginning of the movie again. And like he shows up at the beginning on a pamphlet for vodka. It's oh. called Mushkin Vodka. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> but like, I have to say, the cast is really good. Like they have Adam Driver, Jonathan Price. They have Stellan uh, Skarsgård. I thought that the, uh, the original um, Skarsgård. And uh, I thought that the king was um, H. John Benjamin for a second. The guy that does uh, uh, Bob's Burgers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they have like what's her name? Uh, the boss's wife. There's a moment where like he's Adam Driver's about to sleep with his boss's wife and he's like, I'm the boss's wife. I'm the yeah. boss's wife. <laughs> like oh, Olga, a, Bill Olga Kurlenko. Yeah. Bill yeah. Nye, because there's a Bill, Bill Nye, Nye. And, and then there's that guy. He's um what is it? Uh B- Bootstrap Bill. There you go. That was yeah, Bootstrap name. Bill. <laughs> yeah. The original Skarsgard. Uh, yeah. like, well because like he's... oh wait was that Skarsgård oh I'm thinking of yeah. uh, I'm thinking of the guy that played um, uh, flying, not no. the Flying Dutchman the fucking no that's, that's Sarsgaard. no yeah. uh, or, well Bill, Bill Nye is the guy who plays um, oh my god Davy Jones. Uh, Davy Jones and then uh, Bill Turner Bootstrap Bill he's the, the guy uh, that's Skarsgård uh, Skarsgård yeah. and all of his children family. are actors uh, you know, like the guy who plays it is his son. The guy, yep. is the the only one of the only humans in uh, Godzilla versus Kong. He's also one of his sons. Oh, one of the only humans oh. who matters in the story. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, who does look <laughs> a lot Skarsgård. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a younger version of, look a lot of like, Stalin like Skarsgård. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever see that that? Uh, SNL skit about all the pirates who like saying R, and then they invite uh, Sarsgaard, who has nothing to do with the Sarsgaards. And Sarsgaard! Is this old or is this recent? It's pretty old. I oh, mean, okay. not, not like Chevy Chase old, but you know, like, I guess like uh, Tina Fey old, I guess like that era. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Is that why I never saw it? Ah, uh, hot take. No Probably uh, hot take. Like <laughs> oh, he didn't like kid, it when so he was the head writer. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Girls Five Eva is pretty funny. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, you know, I think like Olga Kurlenko, who's Sans Karsgard's wife, the boss's wife in this movie, she has a weird sort of moment where she wears a mask and she looks like the other woman, and then yeah, yeah. And then, like you know, kind of like a Mission Impossible like mask. It takes off it off moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That um. It turns out that the mask was just porcelain, and this guy's like hallucinating or something. Yeah, no, I gotta. <laughs> I feel like it's I gotta weird. watch this again because I need to like start catching everything because the first half of the movie makes you think, like I can I can watch this movie, and we're in a streaming era, so everybody's yeah. multitasking. So this yeah. mul- this makes you think you can multitask until you get to that halfway point where if you're not yeah. watching this movie. 
you have no idea. Like, no, I totally going. agree. I totally agree. It's like, this is one of those movies where at some point you really have to focus because you don't, um, otherwise you won't understand what the hell is going on. And even if you do focus, you still don't understand what the hell is going on yeah, yeah. until you see like the ending is like, oh, okay, that's what's happening. Like, I mean, yeah. they have their own moment of like, you know, uh, it can, I kind of had a flashback uh, of uh, that Monty Python movie, uh, you know, uh, the Holy Grail, where yeah. there's like that famous scene with the 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 Black Knight, who when gets his arms his chopped off. Yeah, 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 whatever. But like, th- there's a certain. I mean, yeah. it's just a flesh wound, and uh, <laughs> come here, I'll bite your legs off, you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's a similar moment, not the whole chopping arm thing, but just like this yeah. big imposing knight who shows up, and actually, it's uh, I don't know, I won't say who it is, but you know, it's not what it seems. Yeah. And it's, it's, it seems like it's a therapy moment to kind of get Jonathan Price, like Javier, uh, you know, out of his Don Quixote mode. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't seem to work. <laughs> no, he, ne- he never gets out of it. But the thing I like yeah. about the, the ending is that, like, it's kind of, this, this movie is kind of like a lighter version of Joker because mm-hmm. you kind of watch Adam Driver slowly yeah. descend into madness until yeah. he's at the same point. Yeah, it's like the, I mean, the like, unreliable yeah. narrator, uh, extremely unreliable. Yeah, and there by the moments. end, he yeah. is hit. By the end, his head is the same is in the same place as yeah. Jonathan yeah. Price's was. <laughs> because Don Quixote will never die, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Sancho, <laughs> Sancho. I don't know. They're they're. Mo- it's funny how like uh, Jonathan Price's character treats Adam Driver like a peasant. It's like no, you must not kiss. Do not touch the lady because with your dirty hands, you know, and yeah. because like he's a peasant or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a noble. He's not a knight. And, uh, you know, and also, well, knights were supposed to, you know, uh, cop a feel. Uh, were, were they? Were they not? <laughs> no, they were just supposed to like at most kiss the, the ring on the finger or something. And just like, and then when they got married, that's, you know, after that, that's okay. But, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's old timey uh, you know sh- sh- you know he says instead of shoulders like i am you know chivalry uh, it's funny yeah. thing is like jonathan price's accent in this movie is the same as when he played the pope in two popes yeah. it's like generic hispanic latin accent yeah it's uh, kind of dressed the same in a lot of movies well, I, I can't put my finger on it but i feel like a lot of times when you see him he's wearing like a burlap sack so it's like, like, like just like very high, like like the high sparrow. Yeah, yeah. friends. <laughs> there you go. But but uh, it's I you know uh, apparently the editor of this movie uh, thought that he was born to play Don Quixote, and I must I, I kind of agree. Like I can't imagine someone else doing it that well nowadays. Like right yeah. now. Like who is who is in line to play Don Quixote? Because Adam Driver's role it went through like like Johnny Depp and um, Johnny Depp, I think Robin uh, Williams at one point. Really? Yeah, I think he was supposed to play. I'm pretty sure it was that, and not. Um, even though he would kill it, it in Jonathan good Price's. Don Quixote. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think there was this French actor, Jean Rochefort, yeah. was in the first one. Uh, I think he, he he was the one that that they chose. I think originally, but after seeing Jonathan Price, I'm like, why did they choose the other guy? But then, like, I guess it, you know, it was 28 years ago. Yeah. Um, and probably. I know it's also uh, apparently Jonathan Price has been on Terry Gilliam's case 
for 15 years and asking him like, when can I play Don Quixote? And yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, budget or price or whatever was no object. I'm guessing for yeah. Jonathan Price. He just wanted to play it. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and after seeing Adam Driver and just like how good he's he, how good he is in all these independent movies that i've seen like he's he's in a bunch of jim uh, jarmusch movies that he's yeah. really good in i wonder how he got um, to this point because he he he's actually pretty new to acting like i didn't know this girls was actually his first feature role um like, on HBO. Yeah, yeah actually yeah well he, he was he's like a juilliard graduate right yeah. i mean uh, it's not a guarantee you're gonna like i know become as well known like, as how did i know he... the thing is like he's i guess he started out as a theater buff or something right so like a theater actor uh but well he's i mean obviously i think most people know that he's a veteran and after his tours he went to juilliard and uh then started acting and he still does like acting troops for 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 the army i think yeah uh you know with the uso or something and um but yeah it's it's funny it's strange how like I think Star Wars probably also kind of first was girls. And then I think Star Wars really made him way more mainstream because uh, I know like HBO and in general is, is sort of like a smaller niche crowd, I'm guessing right. than Star Wars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, like I'm a big fan of, of Jim Jarmusch and he's been in uh, Patterson and yeah that zombie movie that he did recently um well uh, wait, about recently adam, like two adam years three jim years ago jim yeah adam both both of them yeah. so like he's done he's done two jim jarmusch movies yeah. and uh, uh one was he uh patterson i think in patterson he plays a um bus driver or something who writes poetry yeah and then in uh, the other zombie movie, I can't remember what, what it's called. Um, like he just plays a, no, he plays a cop who's just like super like unfazed by, by the whole zombie oh, thing. Oh, um, uh, was <laughs> like, it the dead he, don't die? Is that yeah, the dead don't die. It was like uh, Adam Driver, Bill Murray, and somebody else I can't remember. Uh, Bill Murray. He's in another yeah. Um, Wait, what is this movie? Wait, wait, wait. We got to watch this movie. I, it's this on is, HBO Max. We should yeah. wa- We should talk about it. We should talk about it one week because now I'm looking yeah. at the cast list and it's Rizzo, Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton, Danny Go- Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Selena yeah. Gomez, what, what is this movie? <laughs> it's a crazy movie. Okay. Uh, I saw it a while ago. Rel- I mean, rel- uh, it, you know, relatively long time ago, but, but I remember like it was really cool. I... I uh, I think Patterson was a more Zen experience for me than than uh, the Dead Don't Die, but I, I think it's just funny uh, because I think uh, what's what's interesting about the special effects in that movie is that instead of like when they cut the zombies' heads off or something, like it's just like mist comes out, yeah. which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, psh, wait, how know? many how many more of these kinds of movies? do I not know about? Cause like, I'm looking at like the whole well, list and it's like, this is the first time I'm looking at a cast list and I know like every yeah. single name. And I'm like, <laughs> where's that? Like, These where? are the movies that they actually want to do that don't yeah. pay much. And <laughs> there was one movie I remember had like a lot of, well, like what is it called? Repo? I think it was called like Repo the Musical or something. It had like a lot of well-known people, but it had like a small, uh, yeah. Repo the Genetic Opera. It had like, 
a, quite a few. Yeah, I can't remember. Can't remember. Yeah. With, um, was it real? Yeah, Alexa Vega, Paul Paulsavio, Paris Hilton. There you go. That's why I memorized it. But yeah. Was Paris Hilton in? in yeah, she had a she had, she had a short stint like uh, the hottie and the naughty. I think that's what it was called. <laughs> why well, I remember these things. That, that title is is self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they just open up a used record and movie shop like across the street from here. So <laughs> nothing like walking in there and getting reminded of yep. movies you didn't think were a thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um I I just want to talk a little bit more about the man who killed Don Quixote. And just a bit more about, um, I don't know, it, for once, I don't feel like spoiling the ending too much uh, yeah. because I really like this movie. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think the acting is really good. And there are a lot of actors that maybe people don't know about or probably because they're, you know, European or just not well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they really do a good job in this. And, uh, you know, there there is even a moment there is even like a windmill moment where uh you know you see the windmills through uh don quixote's eyes yeah. as like giants right because in the book yeah. he he thought that they they were giants and he was like slaying giants or something yeah. <laughs> and um uh, i think i think that the actors who played the giants are the same that appear in the commercial i think or maybe earlier on i'm not sure maybe i have to look at it again but it kind of reminded me like i i just assumed those were probably like well-known like european or english comedians that like Mm -hmm. i didn't know about it's like when alice in wonderland where tweedledee and tweedledum were yeah um i forgot the name of the actor but he's like a broadway he's a broadway actor he was he played um he was on les mis but yeah (laughs) it was like they just threw him in as like those guys (laughs) (laughs) oh dude i can't remember his name it's pretty famous. I don't know. I, I, the thing I liked about this movie is, is like, I, I'm so used to, in the past few years, i gotten so used to kind of like, you know, not great movies, a lot of like background movies, a lot of like, you know, like sitcoms, action movies, just, just a lot of like stuff to get through the day. And this kind of just like took me back to when there was a lot more big movies and there was a lot more mm-hmm. like variety of movies. Like the first thing I thought of after watching this movie was uh Tim Burton because yeah. this felt like something Tim Burton would have done. And I, and I just started to wonder what happened to like those like weird big budget, just kind of like <laughs> more psychological movies where it's like, where, where they have like, where, where it's made by people like Tim Burton or like, um, well, else kind of has that style like uh, Terry Gilliam. We'll go back to Terry Gilliam. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he was supposed to direct Harry Potter. Really? Yeah, which I, I, I could see no after idea. watching after watching this movie, I could see that. Yeah, but. I can see that. I can see that. Probably way more humor. Uh, I, I don't know. Imagine the Deathly Hallows directed by Terry Gilliam. Just, <laughs> yeah. just he, you know, McGonagall over the ramparts going like, you cannot come here, yeah. Voldemort. <laughs> Oh, no. Wasn't Guillermo del Toro <laughs> supposed to, or was that only The Hobbit? I think Guillermo del Toro was supposed to like. Um, yeah, well, he he was supposed to do the 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 Hobbit, and uh, well, he's, I don't know his name was floated for a bunch of cool projects that 
he didn't like end up directing. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. But but what's interesting is is uh, how like movies like this. I'm not sure how much money that this movie made. I'm, I think I'm it was guessing a, not much, right? But I think it was a significantly lower budget than it was supposed to be. Because the way it yeah. sounds is that this movie was supposed to be, um, you know, like a lot bigger. And I, I guess yeah. um, they settled on a few things. But honestly, nowadays, if you cut out like the bureaucracy of making a movie, it's actually mm. a lot easier to get things done nowadays. If you like technology wise yeah. and getting it from like concept to finish. So yeah. I, I, so I, I don't want to like, cause there's a whole history behind this movie and uh, it, it gets pretty dark. So I'm not going to go into it, but it's like, it felt like because the technology got to where it was, they could just kind of like get it done. Even mm-hmm. though this was a big passion project, even though there's a lot of development, they got to a place where uh, they had a good amount of, cast uh you could get adam driver which like outside of star wars yeah he's a big actor but he's not like he's not like the rock he's not like this yeah in demand like super expensive blockbuster actor and jonathan price is more of an actor's actor so mm-hmm. it, it felt like it got to a place where it could get to a quality that he feels like he could be happy at yeah like when they describe how this movie was supposed to be with like robin williams and johnny depp it feels like it would have been very in line with like movies that came out in like the late 90s that were like more psychological like truman show and uh being john malkovich and all of that mm-hmm. just kind of a more epic version of that yeah no but you know i think i'm guessing i mean to me my impression is that the movie because it was delayed for 28 years I think despite all the probably stress and heartache that, that uh, Terry Gilliam had to go through, uh, I, I yeah. think uh, the movie is probably better for it because I can't imagine Adam not having Adam Driver, Jonathan Price in those roles. Yeah. And also, um, yeah, because it, it's, it's such an ambitious movie for, for what it is yeah. and for the budget that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like... You know, I think probably they probably blew most of the budget on that final, like, you know, extravagant party scene. Yeah, no, the and costumes that... themselves looked like, yeah, they spent all this <laughs> stuff. Like when they do, when, when they have the scenes where they're showing that him like trying to make a movie or stuff, it's like you can just kind of like get used equipment or old equipment and just kind of yeah. give it out to him. But once you get to the part where they're in a castle and you can't fake all the costumes <laughs> uh, there's some fu- there's some pyrotechnic effects uh, yeah there, there's some uh, yeah there, there's some serious effects and i think well yeah I, I think time and also like the the uh, you know the the way that technology has has advanced i think has made um, like the the more complicated effects like way easier to make uh and way cheaper to to do so yeah. it's it's um you know stuff that I, because I can see like some of the style that they use seems like very nineties or like older. Yeah. Uh, but just because it's done today, it looks way better <laughs> than what it would have been yeah. like 20 years ago, 28 years ago. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, you know, they, they have the, the giants, they would have done it just like cut out around the giant and made it look big like that. Some, yeah. you know, claymation, whatever. I don't know. I would have looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Imagine just like claymation giants. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah. laughs> 
It would have ended up on a YouTube video of like creepy scenes from the eighties. Creepy scenes like, from the eighties. Like, what were they thinking? Uh, <laughs> whoa. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, uh, this is a movie that I've been wanting to watch for well two years since it came out, and that I've heard about for years. And uh, I'm happy that that we got the the chance to talk about it on the podcast. So it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like. I don't know from here on out, I kind of want to start like exploring more of those. It's just cause like, like, like I notice it and like the audience, you guys kind of like notice it too, where it's like, there's a lot of, <laughs> it's really fun watching movies like the lighthouse or another round. It's kind of, yeah. it's like these, like these, it's like, this wasn't meant, I don't, I feel like this wasn't meant to be a lesser known movie, but because it took so long to make it's like, after a while you just kind of have to make it and, yeah, it's kind of a fun, yeah, like lesser known. It's I mean, fun. until today, apparently it's trending on Hulu. So <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, unless Hulu is lying to me, yeah. uh, but but uh, <laughs> which could be the, very much the case. But um, yeah, I mean, these movies are a bit different, you know, left of center kind type of movies. Yeah, um, but it's uh, like uh, are way more fun to talk about. I think. <laughs> Yeah, because they're they're a bit richer than just like yes. I, I, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Oh man, I mean, I mean, um, streaming services like right right now, like no movie is like really making a profit or whatever. Like there was a time where even if you made like a smaller movie, you could guarantee some kind of profit from it. Almost mm-hmm. not like not like almost guaranteed, but for these movies, it's like they're getting people are getting their money back basically by like getting paid by streaming services. And Hmm. I kind of wonder if, you know, that will run out or if that's, (laughs) if that's just going to be what it is from now on, is that like, if you want to make a movie, you have to like almost guarantee that you're going to get paid from like Hulu or Netflix at some point that to put it up. I guess. Well, but, I, I think that that's the way they, they're making their money back. I, I think yeah. a lot of theatric, theatrical releases, most theatrical releases don't like fail. They don't work. Yeah. And, and uh, like there are very few movies that get to number one. You yeah. know, they're out of the 10 movies that'll come out in a week. Only one will be number one. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> and sometimes it'll be number one for like three weeks and all those other movies that come out, no yeah. one cares about those. So, um, like streaming services are, are a way for them to make that money back. But I think, I feel like Hulu recently and yeah. may like, they seem to be the platform for kind of more stranger movies that you don't yeah, find like on, on Netflix or yeah. Parasite, uh, all the Oscar winning movies or all the Oscar worthy movies, but that are actually good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to name names, uh, but, <laughs> but Oscar winner, you know, yeah. <laughs> Continue. No, it, it's just like because I feel like there's some there's some movies that um, are on other streaming platforms that are just there because they're popular, but not necessarily because they're different or show a different you know story or different point of view or a different way of seeing a movie different way of experiencing a story uh you know 
like Netflix has their own like Netflix sauce that they put on everything. And, yeah. uh, you know, Disney <laughs> yeah. has their own thing, even though they, they, <laughs> I mean, Disney owns Hulu, Disney plus, whatever. And then like, I think they, they, they're doing a good job with having like, you know, Star Wars is its own thing. And even within Star Wars, Star Wars, you'll have the bad batches and your Mandalorian things. And then you have the sequel trilogy and yeah. probably, and, and that'll connect with, and they're coming up with like 20 different TV shows. And Marvel has has its own way of you know its own sauce, yeah. and uh, you know, and it's, it's like its secret sauce. And yeah. <laughs> but I I don't know Hulu's in this weird realm right now that I'm not sure if it's gonna last. Uh, I hope it lasts because yeah. there are a lot of movies that maybe most people wouldn't watch, but that are on Hulu and that you can actually watch and at no extra cost. Um, you know there's way less of a trade-off right? right it's the same thing with uh what xbox is doing with their game pass yeah thing is like you don't need to pay 50 bucks for a game you know to try it because you might not like it but you have like 100 games on game pass so you can just try it and if you don't like it just don't play it but you yeah know. i don't know when i look back to 2020 i think my like month of game pass was like the greatest month of my life i was like, <laughs> I was like oh my god <laughs> all these games we'll never sleep yeah uh, <laughs> only twenty dollars actually was it 20 or was there a trial i forget but i don't know uh, i think there was i there was like they did a one dollar for the first month deal for like three months so yeah. you could just pay one dollar have it for the whole month and then you pay i, I don't know what you pay after that this like is amazing yeah. but, <laughs> but um yeah. yeah i think um we're, we're at a stage right now where like you technology wise you can take a lot more risks in distribution wise there's a million ways to distribute a movie you can take you can take more risks if you just want to get like your movie out there and mm -hmm. if you want to make like some money you know there's like patreons and kickstarters and stuff but like theaters are getting like so fewer i think that's where you feel like you need either need to earn it or you feel like you need to like break through in order to like be in a theater because like even though it feels like like there were a lot more risks being taken on film like when we were younger like what like the kinds of movies that's just because like the only ways you could watch a movie it was either like home video or dvd and theater so yeah. it's kind of like it was hard to make all of those movies but it's like those were the only two places you could you could see it so it's like it felt like there was a lot whereas now there's probably way more movies there's probably way more distribution channels but because like you can only have your focus in one place or another like if we look at theatrical movies it feels like there's not as much risks being taken and it's because yeah. it's not being really marketed to a broad audience anymore like nothing really yeah. is actually. Well, nothing really is anymore, but, but yeah. it's, you know, I think, uh, the, the, most of the movies that do well in theaters these days are the big blockbuster Marvel movies. Uh, I would say Marvel specifically, even star Wars kind of doesn't, hasn't done as well as the Marvel movies recently. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, um, but everything else, you know, the more, you know, author, auteur type you know filmmaking uh doesn't really sell in theaters yeah. i will always respect kevin smith because he was honest about 
how he made clerks because mm-hmm. like if you really think about it it's pretty like like how does a guy that just makes a movie about people talking in a store in black and white end up like breaking mm-hmm. through film festivals and getting theatrical release and all of that and he was he's the only one that's basically that i know of that's basically honest and says i maxed out five credit cards <laughs> this is what it takes <laughs> I, I don't know how much of that went to marketing or just making the movie alone, or there was a whole another sh- bunch of stories in between Clerks and him making He-Man coming out pretty soon. He, he has a he has a He-Man uh, animated series coming out on Netflix, I think next month or next He-Man. few months. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's like he's the. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like I keep wondering if something like that could still happen now, if like a filmmaker could literally just make like a slice of life movie and yeah. I don't know. I'd see it probably on YouTube. Just yeah. have some guy post like a 30 minute movie yeah. <laughs> on YouTube or on Vimeo or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why theatrical movies are all like big Marvel movies and really big budget extravaganzas now because you can get yeah. your slice of life thing. shit from YouTube. <laughs> well yeah well, i mean you have all these like vloggers or i guess vlogging isn't in vogue anymore but uh but it's like or no there, there's this vlogger that everyone is calling the new casey neistat i can't remember what her name is i don't know jake paul uh, no 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 it's, it's i'm sorry uh, that guy is such an idiot jake paul well he he just like he just like boxes on uh does boxing on on triller yeah, I think he's the only guys, reason that Triller is surviving at the moment. <laughs> he knocked off um, Floyd Mayweather's hat and he can't go to Logan Paul's fight now. He can't go to his brother's yeah. fight because he got into Floyd Mayweather's face, which I don't know what, right. what thought process you but, had. Which is the one who's boxing? Are they both boxing? They both box. So it's like, it, it, it's weird because they're kind of making boxing relevant again by making like... I don't know. It, it's weird that to me that all of a sudden, like, instead of fighting the current champion or whatever right now, they're basically off doing their own thing and that's becoming the big event in boxing. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, like, Logan Paul went to all of Jake Paul's fights, but Jake Paul got kicked out of Logan Paul's fight because he decided to get into Floyd Mayweather's face, which I don't... I a good idea. Why would you do that? Like, even if he does show restraint, why... What? He probably thought it was like, a, you know, it was going to be a viral thing. It's like, yeah, thought, people are going to tweet about this. He thought he was a <laughs> badass for knocking out a retired NBA star that was one of the shortest in the league. That was known for dunking. Like, where is your... I can go on a rant about this. On where is your mind? Point. Yeah, it's I like, don't... It's like, it's like if nowadays, like, growing up, I sucked at basketball, but I, like, loved, like, NBA street and all of that. So it's like if I got kicked out of the NBA, but... I put a camera on me playing like a pickup game with like a five-year-old girl or something. And then that becomes the NBA. That's what's, like, that's what's happening now with boxing is, if, I don't know if I played a grandma and put it on Instagram and all of a sudden what I did becomes a league. That's like what's happening in boxing. Anyway, that, 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 goal, that, that Jake Paul and Casey Neistat. Yeah. All that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure out her name for next time. Yeah. I remember. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I think people are just getting their yeah slice of life content from from social media essentially. Like everyone's an actor. 
The world is full of actors. The world, the world is a stage, and we are all actors. Players, we are players. We are players, merely players. There are no small parts, only small actors. Uh, uh, How long do you think it's going to be before the next somebody makes like an entire movie out of like security cameras and ring doorbells? Like now that we have just like cameras everywhere. Wasn't that just like Paranormal Activity or something? <laughs> Fuck like, you, man. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was on something. <laughs> paranormal Activity was in a house, so if they were outside, right? the, you know what? Screw you. But they said like security cameras, like, you know, like filming themselves. Well, I was yeah. thinking like, like with... Um... <laughs> i i just like knocked the wind out of your sails there for you. well did, did you see the movie uh searching with like with john cho uh, it's like it's like unfriended it's but it's like it takes place like no, i don't think watching somebody's computer it. basically the whole time no, no but yeah see. like it's because uh i mean okay in all those movies for the most part put the that on my list I have my own uh, Winter Soldier list, you know, like things to watch on like Captain America list, like searching. Yeah, I have my watch list on Amazon. It includes, I need to finish. Frank uh, of Ireland. Yeah. And, uh, need to finish we should talk about that on one week. Frank of yeah. Ireland. <laughs> then to talk about Amazon it. will tell me that that's trending just because I said that. Okay. And <laughs> influencing. Uh, your friends are watching this. <laughs> Your friend (laughs) is watching this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, Frank of Ireland. And uh, another good Irish TV show that that I uh, used to watch when I was uh, growing up was something called Father Ted, which is also like balls of the wall, Irish humor. Uh, But, you know, Frank of Ireland is sort of a similar caliber of humor. Yeah. I wonder how America's like TV shows and stuff would be like if it was government funded. Cause like in all of these countries, it's government funded TV, but it's crazy. Like they, yeah. they, they, there is no holds bar. Whereas here, for the most part, it's all like private companies. Unless you're well, it's talking like about you like get PBS a grant, or something. right? The thing is, yeah, like, you, you pitch and then you get a grant. And then after you get the grant, like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I guess in the U.S., like in the more, you know, when you get it in a more, uh, you know, from from the studio, yeah. the studio will be checking in all the time. It's like, hey, what, what are the shoots today? What's going on? Yeah. Like, let's see. Let's see what you're doing. Let's make sure this isn't, you know, yeah. with our good Netflix sauce. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, like with America's, like with the business models of like the big studios and stuff, you think there would be like more freedom than like somewhere where the you know, like every single movie would be like, thank you to South Korean government for making this. Thank you for the New Zealand government for helping us make this and stuff. But like yeah. over here, you, you think that because you just need to go through the big studios, it would be fine. But then it becomes so much about, and this is just me BSing. None of us work for Hollywood, but it's like, it's yeah. like, it, it seems like after a while it becomes so yeah, much about making money that you need to like, <laughs> That you almost need to like water down what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, that's the impression I get. But then, you know, okay. I, Ireland has a very specific uh, humor. And I think if you didn't have shows like Father Ted that had a big impact on humor and in Ireland and the UK at the time in the 90s, you probably wouldn't be able to do something like Frank of Ireland today. 
I'm yeah. thinking. But, um, you know, I don't know. Hey, you know, if, if you want to get some grants from Europe, we can go to Switzerland and get some, oh, some sweet Swiss government money. Dude, I would love that. Like, uh, thing, like, I, <laughs> we can shoot in the Alps. It'll just be a huge Swiss tourism ad. Every, every time like hear the every Alps, single Swiss movie. Like every single Swiss movie is just an ad for Swiss tourism. What, what, did, what did John Goodman say in uh, Big Lebowski? Like there, there, there was a scene where he said, "Like, this is what you get for fucking a friend in the Alps." But the TV version is like, "This is what you get for finding a friend in the Alps," or something. Yeah. No, 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 no. It yeah, was a no, the fucking thing a is, the original the is like, "This is what you get when you fuck a stranger in the ass." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the original line, and then like on the TV is like, "Yeah, that's what happens when you what? What do you say? Find a stranger in the Alps. Find a stranger in the in the Alps." <laughs> You know, I've had it with these mother flipping snakes on this mo mother Friday plane. Monday to Friday, yeah. <laughs> on this Monday, Monday Friday plane. I love that that started training because I, I thought I was the only one that noticed that when I saw it on TV. This Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> well, it's like uh, they, they did the same thing with uh, uh, that Bruce Willis movie. What's it called? Die Hard. And yeah. uh, it's like, you know, uh, instead of saying like, yippee ki yay, it's like, you know, good night, Mr. Falcon, or something, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, let's do it. We'll be like, hey, you know, we we when you show up and you say, hey, I used to work in New York. They'll be like, oh yes, here here's the money. I'm like there there you go. Okay. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. It, it really feels like that. I try to like <laughs> lower people's expectations of like what I can do with Adobe stuff. It's like, if you want a guy that has all the skills, you need to find like somebody in a basement in Wisconsin or something. That's where all the talent is. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, or like, I don't know, in a room in North a Dakota. Diligent guy. Yeah. <laughs> diligent, diligent, humble guy, you know, yeah. who does amazing shit. And uh... yeah, New York. <laughs> the thing about making it in New York is, is like, it, it's not, you don't go to New York to learn the skill. It's like, you go to New York to take what you have and run with it. Yeah, like, I think it, it, it's it's more about the work ethic. I think yeah, like New yeah. York has this crazy work ethic, and it's not necessarily thing is like the talent comes to New York, but it's yeah. not created there. As you know, there is yeah. talent in New York, but you could become like a producer, but, or you could yeah. become like a I don't know, like a, some kind of overhead person. Yeah, it's like you you where like you can be anything and just like creative wise and just come with like the skill of what you already know like if you all you know is how to i don't know draw the number two with like a pencil i don't know or something i don't know you could you could somehow make that into a t-shirt so, like, sounds like an actual story i don't know <laughs> so, sounds like, sounds like some experience behind that that story i don't know Dude, I, I, I wouldn't uh, i wouldn't be working right now if that number two <laughs> made it as big as i would have wished <laughs> it's like you know you did uh you did the whole street you know mural and it was like a big number two with uh with a number two pencil yeah. and, and uh, just to blow people's minds can you imagine like you somebody with a number two pencil, with pencil? <laughs> yeah with a number two pencil to be specific yes uh, just to blow people's minds Whoa. and then the next time it rained like it would all go away and be, because the, that's the point because the art is 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 ephemeral fleeting. you know so it's fleeting it chirp chirp chirp, chirp. It, it fleets it fleets it fleets it flits i you know i don't know yeah it, -la 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 -la. it goes, goes away <laughs> wow 
is there anything big really happening in the next few weeks? Because like, uh, like, like uh, release wise, is there like Loki? I think Loki is, is the one thing that's big on, on my radar. And yeah. Black Widow in July. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, there are a lot of small movies that are already, you know, available that that I have to see. How did you find out about um another round? Like, how did you know about it? Uh, I heard about it, and then I sort of was scrolling through Hulu, and um, like, it was in the Oscar nominee list, and I was like, yeah. hey, you know, I I wanted to see this movie, but I didn't get to see it, and now it's on Hulu damn i'm gonna see it now and uh you know and and um you know i'm a fan of of the mickelsons you know mads yeah. mickelson and his brother who's who is what's his name can't remember but he, he's he's famous he's uh he's a other danish actor who was in i think he plays admiral thrawn in the in the rebels star wars rebels animated thing and he was a villain in one of the sherlock you know the the Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock, uh, season three or something. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember in which other movie I've seen him, but he, he always plays villains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that the Mickelson brothers play villains all the time, except for Mads Mickelson in that specific movie. No, that's why, uh, the, the, or, uh, dude, I'm so happy yeah. I saw that movie just because it threw me off so much. I'm so used to like, I don't know, if you have that look, you're going to play, like, villains for the rest of your life and just watching yeah. him, like... Uh... Well, you know, after whipping... <laughs> after after having whipped uh, Daniel Craig's balls in Casino Royale, like, where yeah. do you go from there? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, the most villainous thing. You're, like, you're, you kind of get typecast, I guess. Because, uh, I mean, he especially... He has that look, right? You know, he could play a convincing villain in every single movie. Yeah. He, he's in or an anti-hero because he, he was in that uh netflix movie where he plays um i can't remember what it's called but uh uh he was a, a hitman a retired hitman who uh like the the boss of his ex like hitman agency wants to kill him because he doesn't want to pay for his retirement essentially <laughs> So and that's the whole story. Hitman's bodyguard? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't that. But but uh, okay. damn, I don't know. It was like called Dark or something, or like it was like Gothic letters. Oh, Druk or Druk? No, no, no. But like no, that was you know, the name Vanessa of Vanessa Hudgens uh, was in that round. movie. Vanessa Hudgens is in that movie. But okay, hold on. Vanessa Hudgens and uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. yeah. Polar. There you go. Polar. Exactly. Because you know Polar uh this is uh maybe i'm reading too much into this but i usually do so in this podcast so you know fuck it uh thing is like like um in french polar polar (laughs) is is uh, is shorthand for crime thriller books so that's that could also be the reason why it's called polar and also a part of it is somewhere in montana but it's not polar in montana should be alaska or something but uh that's where Mads Mikkelsen's character retires, somewhere in the north. Yep. I don't know. Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens oh. shows up out of nowhere. And oh, the, uh, oh, and Tweedledee's in this too. Tweedledee, Lucas, yeah, he's yeah. he's the boss. He's the guy. Yeah. He he and he uses way too much hand cream. <laughs> That's the whole thing in the movie. And uh, uh, Catherine Winnick is in there. She's she's famous for Vikings. Yeah. Uh she's she's like the shield maiden and like the Lagatha and Vikings. 
and uh, a bunch of other people that I can't remember. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like another round just seemed like a movie that I saw a trailer once and I was like, I want to see this movie when it comes out. And then the first chance I got, which was like when it came out on Hulu, I was like, we gotta watch this. We gotta fucking watch this movie. Gotta watch it. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you know, it, it was a perfect storm. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> what was the what was the most recent like out there movie that I saw? Hmm. I'm trying to think because uh, Prime Video Prime. Yeah, they. Prime I don't know a lot of good movies too. Yeah. But it's becoming more of like a blockbuster. Like they're buying up all like the big, especially like Paramount movies. I mean, they have Paramount Plus now, but yeah, there was a while where they were because <laughs> Without Remorse came out on, on Amazon, Coming to America mm-hmm. Two, Borat. Yeah. So they just kind of became like the blockbuster movie place out of nowhere. Yeah. But um, so I'm, yeah, what are like the what was the most recent like out of left field? Just like what is this? I feel like Invincible. It's a TV show. It's not a movie, but it's like, it, it's the most recent thing that gave me that just like, what is this? Yeah. I got to watch the rest of this kind of like. Well, feeling. like Invincible, if you didn't know the comic, which I, I didn't, it was sort of like a hidden gem because it, the, the cast is amazing. They have so many act, good actors and like actors that, you know, that I know and that you know, in yeah. uh, the seemingly sort of unknown superhero, like, you know, animated series. Right. And yeah. uh and just like so much talent is involved in it. So you're like, okay, I got to watch this. Yeah. And, uh, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I watched, uh, I think I talked to you about uh, Nick Cave, uh, this yeah. rocker who has, who does his own documentaries or works on them. Like I, I think most of his stuff is on uh, Tubi and Amazon Prime. <laughs> Tubi <laughs> for free. So free. Uh, for free. You know what the funny thing about Tubi is? Like, I, I noticed if you go to somewhere like uh, HBO Max or somewhere like, like, like the more paid, like, like the like the more premium you have to pay for like streaming services, they tend to take bad movies and make them look good, like change the thumbnail yeah. to make it look classy. Whereas Tubi does yeah. the opposite. They actually have a yeah. lot of big movies and classic and they movies. They make them look shitty, but they make thumbnails. it look shitty. <laughs> It's making it look like shitty B movies, yeah. and it's like all thing is like all the budget went to having those movies on yeah. there, and the thumbnail budget just you know left on the wayside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like no time for good thumbnails. It's just like you know, it's like that that shitty picture you know, like uh, in the movie that no one yeah. no, no one wants to see. But uh, I don't know, like uh, I I can't remember if it was Tubi or another free streaming service, but like they were really selling the fact that they had all the Hunger Games like real hard. Like watch Hunger Games here. This is the only oh, place you can watch it. It was uh, yeah yeah it was Tubi. It was Tubi right? Was yeah. Tubi. So they're still doing that. They're still doing the the Hunger Games. Like watch it here. Yeah. But, um, I think Peacock did that free month of Harry Potter in October yeah. last year. Right. So you could watch all the Harry Potter movies for free on Peacock, I think October, November, which I took advantage uh, of doing. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like there are a lot of movies out there, which we will probably talk about in the future, hopefully. Yeah. You know, let's watch. Uh, what are those? They have, they have film collections now on HBO max. So maybe one of those there's, <laughs> They have 
all the rush hours were on there and I, was, I got excited. All the rush hours, yes. And then yes. I realized so, it was on Peacock for free like the few months before. So I was like, like, like do, uh, do we wait? Do, <laughs> what do we do? Um, <laughs> that, that, that's the thing with movies nowadays. Like, I don't know, like, uh, like yeah, my, my parents are trying to figure out what DVDs we have, what to give away, or like get rid of them, what clutter. But like the more I watch these movies kind of like change streaming services, I'm like, yeah, you're going to need a hard copy <laughs> sometimes yeah if you really yeah. want to watch it, it keeps it keeps rotating it's just like well you there's like king arthur is on hbo max yeah legend of the sword sure. and uh you have the fast and furious hobbs and shaw you got the the dark knight trilogy on hbo max but it was on netflix i think some of the movies are on netflix now like it yeah. keeps changing like they some like they have you know, Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises on yeah. one, and then the Dark Knight on the other. Sometimes yeah. have all three. I feel like the, just, the, um, yeah. It, it feels like the streaming services are using their original content as like the thing, like yeah. like like those are the only things that are going to be exclusive, and that's the reason they want you to come to their streaming service. Whereas everything else is almost like like it's almost getting like tossed around to like build value every once in a while like you could be the biggest movie of all time but you're getting like tossed mm -hmm. around between streaming services based on like contracts or what they want to do with their original content it's like the original content is like the main dish for them but like all the other tv shows and movies that ever existed are like dude okay to pepper it blockbuster up. franchises on hbo max saw oceans whatever eight eleven no nothing really yeah nothing's really getting <laughs> matrix trilogy rush hour mad max anthology so they have all the mad maxes except for the first one yeah free willy samurai trilogy yeah that's cool yeah yeah we could watch the samurai trilogy one time it's like Sam wait samurai trilogy like what's yeah the it, it's uh it's about this famous real life samurai that was called uh, miyamoto musashi and and uh uh like Tarshiro Mifune like they called oh, it the criterion. yeah it's criterion but they have it on HBO Max now oh sweet so it's like uh uh i don't know they used to call it the 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 japanese i think it it won the first the first of the trilogy won best foreign picture i think in 1953 or something yeah uh but it was one i think one of the first japanese movies that was shot in color mm -hmm. so like you have this like technicolor rich you know kind of surreal coloring in the movie so i'm wondering if they just like painted it by hand after filming everything yeah <laughs> it's, actually, it's, it's like one of those things where like is that real like actual pigmentate like yeah other screens actually green like yeah. <laughs> did they film that tree <laughs> the actual film i think they did but it, it's it, it's just like grainy and old and it feels kind of surreal but yeah. uh yeah it's it's one of my go-to like zen like just don't want to think about anything movies <laughs> and, and uh and toshiro mifune is in it so hey what what the hell but uh for all you deep cuts uh deep cinema cuts uh <laughs> samurai movies but um yeah i don't know like um shall we sh shall we end uh th this magnificent episode where can they find us raf you guys can find us on several podcasting platforms such as spotify apple podcasts google podcasts iHeartRadio, tune in audible overcast 
blue uh what was it called blue horn no bullhorn sorry or blue chew <laughs> blue chew blue chew <laughs> not sponsored by blue chew um maybe someday i don't know <laughs> seems seems like the the right brand uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and a bunch of other places radio public uh you know cast box all that shit and uh we're also on instagram at what we binge and uh hey you know find us wherever you you know you can i think we're everywhere yeah in terms of podcasting platforms there we're even on some platforms that we don't even know of so uh yeah 72 percent other so uh, yeah yeah trying to figure out some, some dark some dark web post- podcasting yeah. platform who enjoy our, our the the whatever we're saying i don't know yeah <laughs> peace peace i don't know